Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Jay Anelli, and I started reading Magic Story for Real around Shards of Alara. I'm Lorelai Weisildebrzy, and I think Sol-, Sol Ring should not be banned in Commander. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Lorelai going for the, uh, the controversial take. Uh, since we, we're not sticking to a theme here, uh, I am Chris Delano, and I believe uh, that uh, everyone should have a right to healthcare, and that includes abortions. I was going to say you all ruin everything, but then you went and said something actually important. <laughs> yeah. like Did that, I ruin Chris. everything? God damn it. Did I ruin God, everything, Jay? Are God you going to are you going to say that that was a bad statement? <laughs> God damn it. Now I'm out of ideas. I'm Carrie Thomas. I'm here, too. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, the point of our cold open was to say uh, we are doing something we I was surprised to learn we hadn't actually done which is have a intro episode to magic story. Like how do you start getting in to magic story? Uh, so this is going to be magic story one Oh one, how to start fairly simple. Um, I was really shocked when I realized we didn't actually do this. So uh, we're going to have a couple one Oh one style episodes like this over the summer uh, that are very much the, if you want to send someone who wants to learn more but doesn't know where to start, these are the podcasts to send them. Uh, if you've only ever played Magic, you know the name Jace, but you have no idea uh, that he only has nine toes or something like that. Uh, this is the one to send it to, sort of. Although even that's a little too uh, in the weeds, I think, for this <laughs> particular episode. Perhaps. Uh, I will say, since I did ruin Jace, Jace theme there... Um, I, I do remember exactly when I started really reading Magic Story because like I read like little blurbs and stuff and like trolled the wiki mm-hmm. and like had read some one off little pieces back in the day um, going back to like Scars of Mirrodin era. But I wasn't reading the novels at the time, so I couldn't really get into it. Uh, I do remember the very first piece of web fiction that I read was Up in Flames by Doug Byer when Chandra returns to Zendikar to help her friends and fights Obnixilis. Nice. Uh, the funniest thing was I had no idea who like any of these people were. <laughs> <laughs> so I distinctly remember the next thing I reading, not being the next story, but the one before it. And then going back in time <laughs> to the try best and way understand to start. who these people were. If so. only you had a podcast like this to get you started, Chris. If only I did. Uh, so what I'll say is I was like vaguely aware of the Weatherlight saga plot. Like I knew a bunch who the characters on the crew were sort of, but that was because everything in that was like, you couldn't go three cards without hitting a Weatherlight saga character or something. So, but my idea of what happened turned out to be very wrong. <laughs> when I came back like 15 years later, I had some warped idea of how, how things went down. Uh, Lorelai, what about you? Where did you start with magic story? Um, in like in earnest, uh, yeah, would yeah, we'll be say in earnest. Probably around Kinds of Tarkir when we get the free web fiction. But like, Uncharted Realms had existed spot. for a long time, and I had read stories as my interest uh was piqued by titles and links on the uh mm-hmm. the mothership. But um, yeah, it it, it would have been Kinds of Tarkir where it uh where it started. I I knew nothing about magic lore when I started playing the game, other than slivers were cool because slivers got explained to me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And Carrie, what about you? Around the core set when Odric 
was in there because I remember the Odric Rook story. I think I remember the Talran story. It's been was that Magic twenty twelve? That no, that's uh, 20, 2014 because it was immediately post Innistrad. Um, okay. Or maybe post Return to Ravnica. Was that thirteen? I couldn't say. <laughs> One of them had legends in it for the very first time. A course at having new legends. Only there was a database cards. we could search to find this out. Let if only. <laughs> it was twenty thirteen. Yeah. I thought it was the same one with Krenko, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the official Magic Story website only goes back to 2014. So, so we'll talk about that in a minute. We sure will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so let's start with if you are brand new to Magic or you've seen these sets but you don't know how, uh, why there's a new Capenna and then the same character from new Capenna shows up on Theros or, or stuff like that. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit. So magic is based around a multiverse, but not a multiverse like the Spider-Verse. It's not alternate timelines. It's alternate planes of existence. Uh, and these planes of existence vary completely. There are sometimes similarities, like they have the same kinds of uh, people, like there might be humans every, uh, almost everywhere. Uh, but these are not alternate timelines branching off the same place. These are basically, think of them as uh, pockets of reality uh, amidst this giant multiverse that uh, are, are, are separated by something called the blind eternities. And this is like this metaphysical nowhere space uh, that separates all these planes from one another. And the only people who can cross it are planeswalkers or that used to be the case sort of but we're not going to get too much into that yeah i i think the best way to explain it is they're not alternate realities they're different realities uh yeah you know, person a is born on lorwyn that doesn't mean there is a different version of person a on raptica they're just person a exists on lorwyn and that's the only plane they exist on different timelines do exist but they're like plane specific so there's a set called cons of tarkir and a set called dragons of tarkir and they are like alternate timeline versions of each other but in overall it's not not the case time travel can exist independently of these multiverse uh locations i think it's yeah. also worth mentioning here because this is i think a really exciting thing about the multiverse and planes is that uh, the planes, like you said, are just different sort of pockets of reality, uh, pockets of existence, which means that they don't even all follow the same rules as each other. Mm -hmm. So, for example, with Dominaria, one of the most, you know, storied planes in history, it's a planet and there are other planets in a solar system with Dominaria. There has been examples of space travel in Dominaria's history. But then you have a plane like Theros, which as far as we know is flat. Like... There is a flat Earth in the multiverse mm -hmm. um, with totally different metaphysical properties and rules on how it functions. And so when you say that like it is an infinite possibility, it really is. You can find something in the multiverse that is wildly different from something else. So uh, these planeswalkers, the reason they're able to move between planes is because they have a touch of that substance separating the planes the blind turn in the blind eternities uh, on their soul and so they were the only ones for a very long time who could cross between planes and that is called the spark so now 
there's been something new introduced to magic lore. Actually, something old that's been reintroduced. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that in, in a moment. But mm-hmm. uh, there is now something called omen paths. And what these are are basically wormholes uh, between these different planes uh, that allow people who aren't planeswalkers and things that aren't planeswalkers uh, to cross between planes where they could not before. And that's kind of the simple overview. Uh, is anyone, are we missing anything? Can anyone think? Oh, oh. magic. <laughs> so the game is called Magic the Gathering. Uh, the gathering part, we're not quite sure about, uh, but the magic part <laughs> is pretty well defined. Um, there are people develop bonds to the land this is something that hasn't really been mentioned much lately um but magic comes from mana which is a, like a energy uh, that comes from the land and your ties to the land uh that can be interpreted very liberally and isn't always um a perfect analogy for every plane because like we mentioned planes are planes can be metaphysically different and magic can work differently in different places um but that's kind of the gist of it and um there's also a substance called aether which is or ether uh which fills the blind eternities and is also a magical substance that's kind of like the opposite of mana but that's a whole that's a whole other thing we don't really need to go into here but other than yeah. magic is there anything else we can think of that we need well, that's that we about should it. cover before we move on I think. yeah that's a that's a pretty good broad overview of what's happening in the um metaphysics of magic's multiverse uh the spark when you're born with it when you're created with it but mostly born with it ignites during times of emotional distress slash relief yes kind of it, it's usually emotional the, epiphanies the heroic mm-hmm. moment of the story so there you go yeah, yeah if the unfortunately the multiverse is not a kind place so most people spark uh their spark ignites in periods of extreme trauma uh, but occasionally, in, in other ways, in a moment of mm-hmm. transcendent joy or transcendent beauty or something like that. Eat, eat, eat a really well, good chili dog, maybe. Oh <laughs> well, I mean, Magic is is a 30-year-old game now. There's been a lot of changes over the course of that 30 years. So I don't think we're going to... I don't think it's easy to say one thing about any, any of this. Because, you know, the multiverse, the nature of the multiverse has changed. The planes have changed. The planeswalkers and their sparks have changed uh omen paths like we said are new but these all change so we should um we should sort of give some backbone to like the different changes and times of magic story so that is an excellent segue chris so let's talk about the eras of magic story uh so as chris mentioned uh magic is a 30 year old franchise uh so magic started way back in 1993 And for the first few years till about 1996 uh, is what the fans usually refer to as the pre-revision era. This is the first era of magic stories. Uh, And what I will tell you about it is do not bother with it (laughs) until you are until you are well versed in magic lore, because it's just going to confuse you. Yeah, Um, it's 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 not worth it. I I didn't start getting into it until years and years later. Um, It is. So the rules were a little bit different. The rules were a little bit less defined. Uh, Things like when you would summon creatures, you would literally just rip someone out of their home to fight for you. Uh, And they would just teleport to you and be like 
your slave to fight for you. And it, 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 it wasn't super great. It didn't say super great things about the, the planeswalkers who were doing it. Uh, planeswalkers all had this godlike power at the time. Uh, and the only thing we had uh, resembling like a, a overarching story at this point uh, was the Armada comics. So it was a comic book line that la- lasted for about two years or so. Uh, that was building up uh, all of these characters to build into this big um, epic crossover event like the more recent War of the Spark was, literally very close to War of the Spark. Um, But then the novel line was canceled before it actually hit the conclusion. Uh, So what you're left with is a bunch of um, admittedly fun stories that end up not really going anywhere they all imply they're going into something bigger and then nothing happens uh or because you might have noticed when i said pre-revision uh that some of them get some of these stories get revised and retold later um Mm -hmm. so it's really not worth examining this era there's no unifying uh themes or anything between this and there was also a novel line from uh, a company called harper prism um that were all almost entirely disconnected novels from each other. The one big takeaway is planeswalkers were jerks. That was that was that was the thing to learn is these planeswalkers were godlike beings. Uh, they toyed with mm-hmm. mortal lives and they they weren't great. We didn't we didn't like them very much. Yeah, kind kind of one of the big overarching things of the pre revisionist era is that it was a lot of outside contract work that was defining magic stories. So a lot of things were inconsistent. Uh, it was a lot of independent authors telling the stories they wanted to tell based on cards. Uh, and um, there wasn't a lot of like internal oversight of what Magix was as a story aside a card game. Um, if you want a really good story about what that's like, uh, we did a wonderful interview with Jeff Gomez mm-hmm. last year, I believe. I think so. Um yeah, it's 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 back in the archive, but definitely look into that because that was a, a wonderful eye-opening look at what it was like with Magic Story in this pre-revisionist era, um, where it really was just kind of the wild west of contractors yeah. going, I want to make my <laughs> D&D campaign into the magic bedrock. Into yeah. canon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a really great interview, and I should be clear, I don't want to despair. Like, I love these comics, but I love these comics now. And if I had tried to get into them even 10 years ago, it would not have it would not have gone as well. Uh, so then after that, um, we mentioned the novel line was canceled. That particular um, I'm sorry, the comic line was canceled. That particular novel line was canceled uh, and magic where uh, Wizards of the Coast took over like continuity internally. Uh, and so what resulted from this is a they started a new epic story that they were going to tell through the cards and through novels and through comics and stuff uh, that ended up being known as the Weatherlight Saga. Uh, and that was, we, we call this the pre-mending era. This is after the revision. And the reason we say that is because stories like uh, there's a, a, a Hallmark novel called The Brothers War. Uh, which was just remade again recently in a magic set called The Brothers War. Uh, But the novel itself was a retelling of a story from the comics that changed things. And that's where, like, the revision idea came from. Even though most of what's in the 
quote unquote pre-revision uh, hasn't been retconned out of continuity or anything. It just hasn't really mattered or been acknowledged mm-hmm. in a long time. Uh, so this pre-mending era <clears throat> had this years long arc of the Weatherlight saga. Uh, there were multiple changes of direction over the time. Uh, if you're around magic, more enfranchised magic fans, uh, most of them think back to the Weatherlight as like the pinnacle of magic story. Uh, and while it is a fun story uh, and it's told over, gosh, if you take the whole thing together, it's like 12 novels at the time. Um, it's not it's not a place you want to start now because, gosh, I can't even say most of it doesn't matter because a lot of it did come back up in the most recent story arc. Uh, but it it's not required a, reading. Yeah, a very, very distant starting point, whereas pre-revision is entirely disconnected from the modern. Yeah. The weatherlight could be threaded through, but in very faint ways that you could probably pick up via summaries to yeah. save you time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, after this weatherlight saga, there was a sort of what's uh, referred to as the, like the planes hopping era. Uh, they realized, oops, we've spent 10 years on Dominaria, which is the name of Magic's original plane where most of early Magic is set. Let's explore somewhere else. And so then we got a set of uh, disconnected uh, like trilogies that came out along with uh, all these different sets as we explored different worlds in Magic. Those can be pretty good places to start, especially if you like a plane in particular, like if you like Kamigawa or you like Ravnica, um, those original novels are they're self-contained for the most part. It's a it's a good place to to, to go if you want to. Um, we'll talk more about specifically where to start later, but um, yeah, all of that culminated in an event called the Mending, uh, which took place. Um, so this whole era, the pre-Mending era, went from about 1997 to about uh, 2007 2008 uh, with the time spiral block. Uh, and blocks were just the, it was uh, a term for, uh, there's usually like three sets in a row that were all meant to be drafted together. Um, and they would call that a block. We haven't had a block in years at this point. So I feel <laughs> like I need to explain what that is. Uh, the last one was Cons of Tarkir, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, last three set block, but the, yep. mm-hmm. we haven't had a two set block in, in a very long time either. Yep. Uh, so the mending took these, I mentioned these godlike planeswalkers, uh, and the story went basically that all the damage that they caused through these uses of great magic over the years created these time rifts. Uh, and in order to seal the time rifts, they had to give up their sparks. Uh, and that had the effect once the last rift was sealed, uh, it, changed the nature of the planeswalker spark forever and depowered them so that they were merely um powerful wizards and not demigods essentially uh and that is where we started with the postmending era it was essentially a soft reboot for magic story uh and now when we get into this postmending era this is when all the characters you might have heard of now like jace balaran shanja nalar uh, they all originated around this time in 2008 and uh, their stories have been ongoing ever since. So if you want the full history of these characters, uh, the post-mending era is the place to start. I think it's it's interesting because I never really lined up the fact that 1993 to 2008 was 15 years and then 
2008 to 2023 is 15 years. So, so half of Magic's story has been told with these same characters. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about specifically like where to start if you want to start at the very beginning with these characters. Um, so these, these stories, though, were very disconnected. Uh, so you would have a set of planeswalkers in this block. It would tell a story and then it would move on. And it was like it was almost an A, a cast and a B cast. Uh, so you're either following Elspeth uh, on some adventure somewhere uh, or you're following Jace slash Chandra somewhere. And that was how it broke down uh, over like the seven years of, of this. There were exceptions, but in general, you flipped back and forth between either uh, the first five planeswalkers who were introduced in Lorwyn or the second five planeswalkers who were introduced in Alara. Uh, during this time period, there were, uh, I should mention, in the pre-mending, it was mostly novels. Uh, there were some comics, but the comics weren't essential. They were usually almost retellings of parts of the novels as well. Uh, but in the post-mending era, when we started out, we had uh, a novel that was not based on the current set, and we would have a novel based on the current block. Uh, so there'd be like two or so a year um one was a very character focused about these new planeswalker characters and the other was about the 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 plot of the most recent set we were visiting um and we also had some web comics uh that went along with that that were short maybe eight page comics that they released weekly uh that usually tied into the most recent uh set story or they were character pieces for these planeswalkers um, these are a little hard to find, but we can point you in the right direction a little bit later on in this podcast. Uh, and that continued through, gosh, when was Innistrad? 2010? 2010? 2011? I don't want to think about it. Innistrad <laughs> came out in, I believe, the fall of 2010. So uh, with Innistrad, the novel line and the webcomic lines were both canceled. And so the stories that we had for Innistrad were all uh, like story summaries written by the creative team. Uh, they were like a summary of a story that didn't happen, basically. It was 2011. I was wrong. It was 2011, <laughs> yeah. Uh, from that, though, there were a few pieces of web fiction that got off the ground. And that morphed into an ongoing web series called Uncharted Realms. And so... Just about every week we had a very short story that sometimes had something to do with um, a legendary creature or a plot, or sometimes it was just a random card was inspiration for a piece of short fiction. Um, and the main story continued with some novellas for a couple years uh, written by members of the creative team that were sold ebook form only. Um, so we, were at, we didn't have print novels anymore. Uh, and there was also a uh, comic series, a print comic series starring the greatest thief in the multiverse before <laughs> he died. Not really. Uh, Dak Faden uh, from that came out from IDW. Uh, those comics were canceled after two years because that's the way comics go with magic, it, it seems. Yeah. So I just want to hop in and say like this, this era of storytelling is so wildly inconsistent on where you're reading the story and what the stories are about that like don't don't be like 
overwhelmed by the idea that you have to read all of it because there's just a lot. There's so many different like ways you can get story, so many different kinds of stories, so many different focuses. Uh, I think a lot of us probably actually started reading the the magic story during this like time period without even realizing it. Because <laughs> I definitely read some of those comics when they were coming out without even like you don't even think about it as like magic story at that point in time. You were just like, oh, a cool comic about a weird necromancer lady. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they were all over the place. So eventually the uh, the novella or this ebook line also didn't really go anywhere. Uh, and starting with Cons of Tarkir, a set in 2014, the main story for each set was also told uh, with web fiction, as well as some side stories. And that is really sort of the beginning of the modern era, because uh, this Uncharted Realms, which was the name of the column of this web fiction, uh, became eventually became magic story. There was like a, a month where it was official magic fiction, but everyone thought that name <laughs> was stupid. So it got changed real quick. <laughs> uh, and then realizing and capitalizing on, oh, hey, we've got a flood of people who are reading this free web fiction online. We got another I don't want to call it a soft reboot, but we definitely got like a, a, a good new starting point in 2015 with Magic Origins, which, believe it or not, told the origin story of five key planeswalkers who would go on to matter for the next few years. Uh, and so this era is the Gatewatch saga. Um, and the Gatewatch saga went for about four years. It followed uh, five principal characters uh and others that came and went over time um on adventures as effectively a magical super team um and yeah <laughs> that <laughs> and, was uh, that was probably yeah. one of the most i would say around 2015 was when the most online i'm, I'm trying to figure out how to say this that was when Magic Story became really popular online mm -hmm. and there became a very large community online to talk about it because it was this free online web fiction. Whereas before, like the when it was novels and stuff, people were chatting about it in forums and stuff. But if you didn't buy the novel or have time to read the whole novel, like you were you were left out of the conversation. There, there was also a concerted effort by Wizards of the Coast to publicize and push Magic Story as like, a whole big thing magic origins was this kind of refocusing point where the whole point was hey we are telling the origins of these five characters who are going to matter over the next couple of years of story we're going to tell a continuous story following these characters instead of just hopping around and it was kind of a big shift that was a big deal uh throughout all of magic so uh it was kind of a reinvigoration of what magic story was at the time it was all written internally as well mm -hmm. uh so the, the there was a significant chunk of time several years uh where all of magic story was written by the creative team who also had you know their regular jobs to do on top of that uh and despite all that it turned out it, it's a very popular era of magic story uh, until you get into the ending of this era and the end of what we call the, the Gatewatch saga there. The Gatewatch didn't disappear. It was just significantly less of a focus um, with War of the Spark uh, and specifically the novels around there. Uh, if you want to read the conclusion of this, uh, read War of the Spark Ravnica. Uh, just ignore the second book, War of the Spark Forsaken. Uh, most of the plot points from that have 
pretty much been dropped at this point uh, if they haven't been followed up on. I tried to ignore it. Then someone shoved a hard copy of it in my hands at MC Philly. <laughs> now I've got it on my shelf. I feel like somebody would have only shoved the copy in your hands if they got three copies in the mail from Amazon <laughs> sealed. So who knows? If they were sealed for your protection. So I should mention, up until War of the Spark, the entirety of the Gatewatch saga was told through web fiction in one form or another. Uh, And then War of the Spark was touted as a return to magic novels. Uh, It lasted exactly two novels. And um, then we had, uh, we moved into the more modern era. Uh, So this is when the the next big story arc. um, So 2015 to 2019 was the Gatewatch saga or... Uh, building up to this big uh, epic confrontation with Nicol Bolas and War of the Spark, uh, who is this big evil elder dragon. Uh, and then we got the Phyrexian saga, which brought back the villains from the original Weatherlight saga that we talked about uh, in a new form. Uh, they had been kind of reborn, but hadn't interacted with anybody for like a decade. And now finally they were becoming a threat to the multiverse. Um, the first few stories after War of the Spark uh, are not directly related to this Phyrexian saga. You could pretty safely skip them. Uh, some of them were told in ebooks. Uh, one, the ebook was canceled and there was a story summary posted online. Uh, and then around um, 2021 with Zendikar rising, uh, there was a return to web fiction that has been ongoing ever since until, you know, uh, up to now. Um, And that covers the Phyrexian saga. We literally just finished that with uh, March of the Machine, uh, where there's this big epic conclusion and there is a big paradigm shift with the multiverse. And so now we're looking at new story arcs uh, that are going to be developing in the future, uh, starting with Wilds of Eldraine, uh, which comes out in in just a couple months at this point uh, and will kind of hopefully tell us where you know i'm saying all this like i don't know exactly what's happening but i have to i have to <laughs> obfuscate because i I can't, I can't tell you what's happening but um it'll it'll definitely be the uh starting point of whatever is coming next well you know like like we said before there was 15 years ish uh between the start of magic and the mending and then we had 15 years post mending um and now we definitely are in some sort of new state. And if you want to know more about where we are in the multiverse right now and the big changes that happened, we released an episode last week about the big changes in the multiverse. So that's like a really good place to check once you reach this point in your story understanding of what actually changed with March of the Machine. Okay, so let's talk about where to start reading. So obviously, if you're just listening to this now, I would say wait and read Wilds of Eldraine. Uh, simply because you would have to jump back like I, I don't want to hand someone two years worth of web fiction and say read all of this to understand where you are now I think after a big story arc just like last time uh, they'll be immediately following that is a great time to sort of ease into the story mm-hmm. uh, and you'll be you know you'll be introduced to the characters as you need to know them and then uh, if you decide that you want to go back farther then you can go back farther and you have essentially two options you can read specifically about the things and people you like uh or 
you can just find the last best starting point and move forward from there. So I would say if you want to catch up with March of the Machines, the best place to start is probably going to be, first of all, you should go to like mtgstory.com or the it's the Wizards website. Uh, it'll bring you to their story subpage, which has uh, everything back until 2014's Cons of Tarkir. So you can go back very far and not need anything else uh, for the most part um, just by going to this website. You can go back almost 10 years of magic story history is there with a few exceptions that we're not going to necessarily get into here. Uh, mostly War of the Spark related stuff. So, oh, that's a great question. Atomic Alchemical in our, our chat says, maybe read the Wildered Quest before Wilds of Eldraine. You can do that. Um, what I will say is you probably don't need to uh, for the Wilds of Eldraine story. Just like kind of like Zendikar Rising, uh, the, the, the story is not going to be written with an expectation that you read uh, an ebook from four years ago uh, that you may not even be sure how to find. It is very good, though. <laughs> it is good. I would recommend reading it because Kate Elliott is the best. Uh, and I really loved her her time working on magic stories. Mm -hmm. I think this is a good a good point to also say um, where to start reading is going to really be up to what you want to get out of it. And also, uh, here's my permission. You don't have to read everything. You don't oh even my have God. to. You don't even have to skim everything. You don't even have to like pretend. So like Jay said, like we don't, none of us, well, most of us have not like read everything in Magic Story, but even beyond that, most of us have skipped large portions of it. And I think that's true for every Vorthos out there. And really all you need to do is read what you want to read and don't feel bad about it. You can still be a fan of the Kenrith twins, Rowan and Will, and think they're really cool if all you've read is Strixhaven. That you are no less valid of a magic story fan if all you've read is that one set. It's okay. Yeah, I am Magic's lore master, and I haven't. I, I also have not read everything Magic has ever put out. You also get paid to read it. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> the, the, there's there are definitely some stories that I'm like, man, if I wasn't getting paid to know what was what happened in here, <laughs> I would not have read this um so yeah i mean i don't even i don't recommend it uh find find what mm -hmm. you like there is a lot it's, um it's a lot like comic books that way i was we in thinking about like how we wanted to set this episode up i'm like man i don't know how do you tell people oh i want to read dc comics where do i start and i go I, I don't know pick a character you like and read the good runs of that character like yeah <laughs> um like, what's happening in DC Comics right now? Bruh, I don't know. They keep putting these little side characters that I adore into Flash Comics, so I keep reading Flash Comics, and that's... Flash is so good, though. Like, that's the DC yeah. comic I've read the most. Now, I, I love Gold Beetle, and they keep... they Gold Beetle's been big in this last... Oh, uh, uh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, if you can't get your hands on the ebooks because yeah. they cost money, or uh, you can't find the novels because some of them are hidden in the bowels of people's like dungeon libraries never to be seen again or this um, stuff was never published yeah. in your country which is something we've run into like i didn't realize how much some of these were never just never released mm -hmm. elsewhere um it's absolutely valid if you just go go read a summary it's okay <laughs> or don't I've even read the summary yeah <laughs> so it's uh it's like 
when we say where to get started, we have some suggestions uh, like we have here in, you know, like with Wilds of Eldraine. If you mm-hmm. want to go back and read Wildered Quest, feel free. Uh, Strixhaven Story is absolutely free on the website, so you should go read that. It's very good. Um, it will get you information about these characters. Who, and the, that's who true. the Kenrith yeah. twins are. Yeah, because we know they're a feature. Mm-hmm. And one of the true things about Magic Story is every character will probably at this point have a long backlog of stuff that you can read about them. Uh, if you like Jace, there's so much Jace to read. If you love Liliana, there's mm-hmm. a lot of Liliana to read. You can pick where you want to start. It's probably okay. Um, if your favorite character is Ashiok, well, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, the, there's not as much on them. <laughs> Um, they 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 do have a backlog going back to 2013 though. If your favorite if your favorite character is Ashiak, I'm not sorry for you because you have good taste. Yeah, uh, no, I was just saying I'm sorry because like they're la- that like <laughs> they've only gotten a few pieces of web fiction. There is another great place to start, and this is where I have to plug my book. But again, it may not be available in your area. It may cost money. Uh-huh. Magic: The Gathering, the Visual Guide, is a whole giant book full of intros and explainers to uh, most planeswalkers and most of the important planes in the multiverse. Like if you wanted to really dive into magic story without reading 10 years, uh, 15, 20 years of history, that's a thing to read, but completely understand if that's not going to be everyone's wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, so I, I I do want to say your, your book, your book is a good resource. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, and um, <laughs> thank you. I, I I think it's definitely a point where like if you don't know where you want to start, the book is a good place that will tell you about a lot of different worlds and a lot of different characters. And it's a good like springboard for hey, I thought this uh plane in this book was cool, Amonkhet. I would like to read more about it, and now you know to go look for Amonkhet things or hey, who's this Kiora person? I want to read about her. And then I go, you rock. And then you go read yeah. about her. Um, and and so Jay's book is actually a very good resource for just getting kind of a, a basic look, a broad look at the worlds and characters who matter to magic. Uh, so let's talk about specific arcs, like where, you know, we talked about these eras of magic story. If mm-hmm. someone wants to start, uh, so if we talk about the Phyrexian saga, this whole arc ending in March of the Machine, I would recommend starting with Zendikar Rising. That was the return to web fiction. Uh, that was the point where a lot more was written, uh, directly knowing that this Phyrexian arc was coming, mm-hmm. um, and directly setting up for it. There was a little bit of setup before in the novellas, but you don't really need to read those to, to get the characters or anything from there. Um, so really Zendikar Rising, if you want a much shorter version, read Kaldheim's web fiction, which you can again find on like mtgstory.com, uh, and then jump forward to Kamigawa and from Kamigawa to March of the Machine is all basically one continuous story. If you want to go back farther than that, though, like if you want to go back to Magic Origins, literally Magic Origins and Battle for Zendikar is a fantastic place to start. It's probably where most of the magic lore fans that are currently around online started. Um, Mm -hmm. Magic Origins itself is five origin stories. You get everything you need to know about these characters uh, in one short fiction each. uh, And then you jump into uh, smushing them all together in Battle for Zendikar and creating the Gatewatch. Uh, It is a fantastic place to start. 
uh, especially reading Battle for Zendikar in all one go. Um, and it's it's hilarious how my, how often Zendikar is like the best place to start here. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it, just like Eldraine is the decompression from a big epic event set, uh, Zendikar is the place to start from the last couple event sets. I I was about to start suggesting like which which things they can skip in the Gatewatch saga, you know, to like speed through to get to the end, but like I, there's no skips. So the way the Gatewatch, yeah, <laughs> yeah Gatewatch saga it's is all very real much. Good. It's it's very much more serialized. You can skip some side stories here and there, but like you're going set by set, you're not skipping a whole set story. Um, if you want to go back farther, like the beginning of the post mending, the introductions of these characters, uh, the novels, the purifying fire, uh, agents of artifice, and shards of Alara are like the starting points for a bunch of characters. Agents of artifice is where we first meet Jace Balaran who is one of the big faces of magic uh, and also the antagonist antagonist Tezzeret, who plays a big role in everything to follow. Uh, the purifying fire is where we first meet Gideon Jira and Chandra Nalar, who both have big roles. Uh, Chandra is um, the other major face of magic, essentially. Uh, and then shards of Alara, or I'm sorry, the novels called Alara unbroken uh, features a Johnny Goldmane, a giant lion man, and Elspeth Terrell, uh, who is this knight on the plane of Alara. And uh, they both are major characters in Times to Go. Uh, if you've seen their cards or are interested in one of them in particular, you don't have to have read the others to understand uh, any of those. Those three novels are like an awesome place to start. Alara Unbroken also features... A very minor character, Nicol Bolas, who is kind of pivotal <laughs> to the rest of the story. Going yeah, Nicol Bolas but appears yeah. in both Agents of Artifice and Alara Unbroken, but you don't have to have read one to understand the other and yes, his role yes. in the other. Um, if you want to go back even farther than that, that's tough. The pre-mending era, like I said, uh, Ravnica, Kamigawa, for the most part, Mirrodin um and what's the what's the one i'm not thinking of there's another i know there's another there's another planes hopping plane that maybe lorwin like all of these can mostly be read on their own for yeah. the most part they're novel trilogies pretty decent um T time spiral is the other one but time spiral isn't where i would recommend anyone start because oh no those no. those novels that that's just three novels of deep cuts and yeah. mm -hmm. and proper nouns that you're supposed to already know the, the Time Spiral novels are the War of the Spark novels are the uh, March of the Machine story. You know, they're they're the culmination of a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's not really something you want to start at. So Time Spiral, I can definitely recommend a short list of books to read beforehand if you don't want to read everything. But yeah, it's I would not recommend starting with those novels, even though it culminates in this big epic mending event. Um it is just, it is assuming I mean, for the most part that you have read wait, the last can, can, 10 years of story before that. Can I do a dig at Warner Brothers in DC here? Absolutely. Yeah, starting Magic Story by reading Time Spiral Block is a lot like trying to make the first solo Flash movie Flashpoint. Who would ever do oh that? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pre-mending, so you, you could do the planes hopping stuff or... Start with Wrath and Storm and read the Weatherlight Saga. Uh, that it's twelve novels. If you've got time on your hands, read through all of this. 
if you just want to read one, I would recommend reading the novel Time Streams, uh, which features the introduction of like Teferi and Karn, who are characters who matter all the way up to the present story. And this is, that's their origin story. And you can get the gist of everything else going on from that. Okay, so this is all like some great suggestions, but like I don't want to have to sit here and rewind a podcast over and over again and take notes on where I should start. Are there like resources where I can find this information online or like a list somewhere? There aren't. They took them all down. Chris is a segue machine today. Uh, So, yeah, there are some really great places. Uh, Like we mentioned, there's mtgstory.com which organizes the main story back to 2014's Cons of Tarkir. Uh, I created a thread in the Reddit MTG Vorthos uh, called Magic Story Resources, uh, which has links to uh, a lot of stuff that's fallen off the web and you need like Wayback Machine to find it. Um, But it's a very organized list of stories in the past. Um, We have the wiki, uh, which is the... what, What is the actual... Web you know, of the wiki. here's what I'm going to tell you with the wiki. Just Google whatever it is you're thinking about and then put wiki after it. And it's probably <laughs> the first result. So if it you're sitting here thinking like, it is mtg.fandom.com. But yeah, you can just Google yeah. it because uh, that'll be the fastest way for you to find it. <laughs> just put in Karn wiki. You might get actor Richard Karn's celebrity Wikipedia page, but you also probably will get the golem. Uh, Carrie also has their own website, mtglore.com, uh, which organizes all of the story from past to present. Uh, there is a blog we recommend. If you've if you've gotten a little more enfranchised, uh, I'd recommend Multiverse in Review by Viren Boer, uh, where he does story reviews of all of... He's done all of the pre-revision and all of the pre-mending. He has done stories and reviews of all of these and talked about like continuity and stuff. Uh, So if you just want summaries of that era, I highly recommend Multiverse and Review. Um, Is there an ongoing audio, unofficial audio book? There are two. There is Phil Dawson's podcast, which is called Magic the Gathering Unofficial Audiobooks, which kind of chunks apart each of the chapters of generally the pre-mending Weatherlight Saga era Magic the Gathering novels. And then there's Vox Oraculum's YouTube audiobook readings, and those are from Kaldheim to present for the most part. And those are just individual story episodes recorded. So people who prefer audiobooks, there are options. Others have existed in the past and were great, but these are the legal alternatives to you paying for old books. Or if you just prefer audiobooks, then... Um, these are the way to go for as far as not having official recordings in most cases. Yeah, what I'll say is everything from 2008 to the present pretty much has uh, ebook versions of the novels, so you don't have to track anything down. It gets spottier the further back you go, whether or not there's an ebook version. You can find an ebook version of most of the Weatherlight Saga, but not all, unlike Amazon. Um, But for the most part, you can find all this stuff digitally. You don't have to track down old books. Uh, And then last, communities. Like, find a group like, I don't know, the Vorthos Cast Discord server. If you want to be a patron of us, you don't have to. Uh, There are other places you can go. Like, we mentioned the MTG uh, Vorthos Reddit. 
uh, there are Vorthos, and I'm sorry, Vorthos is a term for magic lore fans, like Trekkie or something. Uh, it was coined back in like 2007 or something, uh, and has been used by magic story fans to describe themselves ever since. Um, but you can find places on Reddit and social media like Twitter. We have our Discord. There are other Discords that are ma very magic story focused. You can find one, introduce yourself, just explain what you're looking for, and people are very helpful and will provide you uh, with resources on going back there. It's one thing I really like about the current state of magic story communities. You know, even if it's still like any fandom, it's still fractious sometimes. Um, I don't even, is that, the, I, I don't even know if that's a word. I'll allow it. Back in the day, like when I was getting started, it was much more of a gatekeepery community. And like, if you hadn't read all 12 novels of the Weatherlight saga, like, why am I even talking to you? That's not how, that's not how the current community acts for the most part. Um, oh, there are TikTok, there are plenty of TikTokers who also talk about magic story, including me. Um, I forget what my thing is. It might be like Forthos, at Forthos J or something. Um, but you can find these communities online. Uh, they'll generally lead you to other people uh, and you can get involved. Read up. Yeah, uh, we talked a little bit about our podcast, but also like if you if you just want like a one hour story summary of some chunk of story, we've summarized a lot of magic story over the years. Um, and if you just look back in our archives, uh, we have uh, a lot of information, uh, especially like, hey, if you want to start at Wilds of Eldraine, but you don't really feel like going back and reading um, the original Eldraine story or the Strixhaven stories, we've done summaries of those. And you can just listen to our summaries uh, and, and get information that way. That is a super duper valid way to uh, learn chunks of magic lore that you maybe not necessarily want to read the primary document to, but would like to catch up on. So, yeah, one thing we've done the last couple of years is try to do like an intro to whatever plane we're going to. Yeah. So, in fact, if you want to learn more about Eldraine, just stick around because in a few weeks... Uh, we will be review summarizing the original trip to Eldraine uh, and all the unique things about the world and the world building and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so we'll we will have, have a preparing. We'll have a, we'll have an episode that'll prepare you for it. If that's something yeah. you're interested in. Uh, yeah. The podcast is also uh, rapidly getting old enough to where we are uh, going to be revisiting planes we've already covered. Yep. So like uh, we're, we're getting real close to the point where um. Well, I'll just say that we we have already talked about uh, Eldraine on the podcast in the past, and oh, now goodness. we're going to be recovering it. Well, so. well, there's new contextual things happening. We are post-invasion mm -hmm. here. Part of that podcast will be talking about, hey, yeah, Rowan and Will, but what has, where are they now compared to then? And, you know, what is Eldraine now? And, and so on and so forth. Yeah, we, we consciously made the decision as well that we don't want people to have to go back 200 episodes uh, to find a summary of something that's going to be relevant in the near future. Uh, so even if we have to re-record. And also, we already have passed that point, Chris. Our podcast <laughs> started with Dominaria. Yeah, yeah. And then we had yeah. Dominaria United last year. So we, oh. we've already recovered planes. The We, yeah, like, you know, there can just be an Eldraine episode every time I change a gender. It's fine. <laughs>
Hey, it's only been 150 episodes <laughs> since we covered the first Eldraine episode. Uh, All right. I think we've we've given a pretty good idea of where people should go, can go. Uh, I definitely highly recommend um, mtglore.com. Carrie runs a wonderful website. So. I try. Yeah. <laughs> mtglore.com. Not M- MTG Story is the official site. Yes. Uh, but that only goes back to 2014. MTG Lore uh, has like a, a much bigger. You can't like download the novel from the website, but it'll tell you that the novel exists and give you a summary. It's a great website. Yeah, it's more aimed towards piecing together old stuff that has fallen apart like we're just we're just trying to get a big collection of uh historical lore information so try to keep it updated mtg story is everything for tark here forward though so i would highly recommend there because they just have a better interface for being able to navigate that kind of content so we'll have uh we have two more 101 episodes planned one focusing on uh, core planeswalker characters and one focusing on core magic settings. Um, okay, just kind of so, as a broad so Wrath, Dominaria, Zendikar, Strixhaven, and Nahiri. Yeah, yeah. That is, th- this is a this is deep cuts because you know half half of the things Laurel I just mentioned we're probably <laughs> not going to talk about. <laughs> but, there, there, there is a group of people called the Core. Uh, they are a humanoid species. That that's the joke. I explained the joke. Excellent. That made it uh, so much funnier. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was it was excellent. I appreciate that. Uh, and if you all too appreciate, well, I, let's do final thoughts. Yeah, let's do a final thought. My final thought is I have a new gaming PC. Uh, I bought it online like two days ago and it's already here, which is lovely uh, because I got paid on something and I decided to treat myself. That's all I'm going to say about that because Baldur's Gate is coming. Baldur's Gate three is coming out in like a month. So thank God I got my new computer because this one can barely run. It can barely run Minesweeper. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Well, so honestly, though, you probably don't actually run Minesweeper. If you want to play the good Minesweepers, you can just do it via web browser. (laughs) Good point. But uh, damn, I wish I had a good gaming PC. It's on my list of things to get once I actually have like a desk that can actually have a desktop. Um, uh, final thoughts. I don't know that I have one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, my final thought is going to be that uh, I've been playing a lot of TFT lately because TFT is very fun. I'm a little addicted uh, and that's a problem. TFT is an auto battler based off of League of Legends. It's very fun. Um, if you are also obsessed with it, you can come talk with me about it because yeah <laughs> we don't have a tft community on the the vorthos discord server i've got another server i have to have to run for my tft talk my my tf talk you could say mm-hmm. <laughs> my final thought is continuing novel recommendations um this one is bliss montage by ling ma it is my absolute favorite short story collection so far this year and will probably remain that way until the end of the year um very very good highly recommend go read it hell yeah yeah so uh if uh you would like to join a community of magic story fans uh who are fans at every level of 
newcomers to magic lore and uh, the old fogies who have been around for a long time and have read everything. Um, we have a place for that. Uh, if you support us on Patreon uh, as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can get access to our Discord community where worthlesses from around the world are taking it easy. It's been a relaxing summer, actually, for us. <laughs> <laughs> We've, we have a pretty big gap between um, uh, March of the Machine and Wilds of Eldraine, so... Uh, we haven't had a lot of magic story talk, but, uh, you know, we've spent a lot of talk about Lord of the Rings, obviously, because of that said. But uh, we are getting closer. Um, I believe Magic Arm Barcelona is going to have more Eldraine info, I think. Um, so that's cool. Um, I forget exactly when that is. But, uh, you know, we are uh, a great community with a lot of wonderful folks. And um, if you would like to support us uh we would love to have you on the server um but uh otherwise oh wait jay's here jay can do the last part thank you all f- oh i tapped the mic i'll get let me try that again <laughs> thank you all for listening this has been the vorthos cast